Her Reconnected Podcast, embracing the heart of the woman in your reflection. I'm your host, Lynette Marie, so let's get going. Hey guys, it's Lynette Marie, your host here at Her Reconnected Podcast. I am a best-selling author, speaker, and your confidence strategist. My ultimate goal and purpose is to help women to heal and reconnect with the woman in the mirror so she can show up boldly and confidently in her life and in her business. If that sounds like something that you're interested in and you want to hear from some other amazing women, this is the place for you. Visit my show notes page at herreconnectedpodcast.com. You can leave your voicemail, leave an email. Let me hear your thoughts because your voice matters. All righty, so let's get started with today's episode. Hey guys, it's your host here, Lynette Marie of Her Reconnected. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this is your first time, I want to say welcome to you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast today. And if you are back for another episode, I want to say what's up, girl. Thank you so much for being here today. So you guys, your girl has a podcast. I cannot tell my clients or potential clients that they need to let their voice be heard and my voice isn't heard. I can't tell my clients that you need to step forward and use the voice that God has given you because somebody is waiting for you. If I don't, what's that about? On today's podcast message, this is what I want you to know. The place you keep trying to go back to, you no longer have access That place you are trying to get back to, those people you are trying to get back to, you no longer have access. When we are talking about reconnecting with the woman in the mirror, that means that you have to take ownership of who you are, who you have been, so you can go where God is sending you. But when you continue to try and open the door that he has brought you through, that you have said you no longer want, then you hinder the process. And what happens when we hinder the process on our own? Then we start feeling regret. Then we come to that place where we can't forgive ourselves because we say, I keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Well, let me tell you something. You are not alone. But the woman looking back at you in the mirror needs to take ownership that primarily the reason why she can't seem to move forward is because she won't let go of what's in the past. I am a person who totally understands that. And why? Because I was you. For many, many years, my heart would be broken over and over and over again by different men with the same characteristics and the same spirit. Was it because of them? Mm, To some aspect. But I am the one in control of my choices. You see, when you find the courage to look at the woman looking back at you, not just to fix her hair, not just to make sure her clothes are right, but to look in her eyes and say, sis, I see you. I see your mistakes. I see your perceived failures. But I see your heart. Trying to go back through a door that is locked and sealed It looks as crazy as it sounds. How many times have you tried to go into a door that says pull, but you were trying to push it? Did you feel silly or what? I know I did. I was like, girl, can you read? How many times in your life 
When you have asked God, if you just get me out of this, I won't do that again or I won't let them back into my life. And as soon as you feel a little stronger and you hear those familiar words or see those familiar actions, you try to push through that door. Well, this is how you begin to take control of the healing of your own heart. This is how you get reconnected with the woman that you believe you've lost. Ownership. Permission to take ownership of your decisions and the reasons behind your decisions. You see, it's so easy to point the finger at other women and say, oh, I would never do that. I would never allow that. Oh, they wouldn't talk to me like that. But you don't know their story. You don't know the reasons behind why they are making their choices. And you really don't have to know. You have to begin to look at your own reflection and answer your own questions as to why do I choose this? Why do I allow that? Why do I keep going back? I know after my divorce, and I'll tell you guys about that on another episode, but I was married for 19 and a half years and I decided to get a divorce. And then I came to a place in the midst of the divorce where I wanted to reclaim my youth. I wanted to see if I still had it. I wanted to go back and pick up what I thought I lost. (laughs) Does that sound familiar to you? I wanted to get back to me. But see, my mindset said that I had to go back to the people that I thought I lost. My mindset said I had to go back to the actions that I thought would get those people or, or allow those situations to happen. But all I did was do a repeat, a replay, because it was familiar to me. I thought in order to get back to me, I had to go back through that door that God had already brought me through. And by pushing when the door said to pull, I positioned my heart to feel the pain that it had already known. I made a decision that further disconnected me from dealing with the pain in my heart and dealing with myself by my choice. But what was the root to the choice? That's what we want to get at right now, because I want you to understand that you no longer have access to the door you keep trying to push when you're supposed to pull it. You no longer have access to it unless you choose to, but know that it comes with repercussions when you choose to push through that door that locked door. You see, we look at the door on the outside. We look at the people, the situations. But what I want you to recognize is that you're trying to push through a door inside your heart that God has delivered and set you free from. That door that has been sealed with abandonment behind it, with fear behind it, with low self-esteem behind it. Now, if you're ready to open that door and pull it, know that you have to deal with what's there. Because if you're not ready to deal with it, don't push it. There are things in the heart that we have closed off into different rooms of the heart. Now, let me give you a little backstory. I was a medical assistant for six years. So this is coming from my medical understanding. And I love how God takes the simple things that we know and shows us things in the spiritual that blows our mind. Now, the heart itself has four chambers. It's a small organ, but it's so powerful. When the heart is sick, it throws off everything in the body. It is the central point of who we are. 
not just as a woman, but as a, a human being. And due to the situations, experiences, and circumstances that you've endured, you've closed off parts of your heart. Love can't come in here because love hurts. Friendship can't come in this door because I've been rejected. When you begin to open doors in your life, when you look in the mirror at yourself and say, I'm tired of feeling like this, I'm tired of being this way, there are some doors that must be open. You see, the doors can work for you and against you, and sometimes it's the same door. How many times have you chosen to lock down the part of your heart that deserves love and is meant for love because someone came through this other door and showed you that love hurts. Now that's a door you may not want to pull. You want to push it and put a padlock on it because that's where you feel safe. But what if you actually pull that door open to see what was there and find out that because of what's there, the root of your decisions are right in that space. You no longer have access to the places inside you that God has delivered you from. Even in the, the natural aspect, don't try and keep walking through those doors where the people you know are there that are going to break your heart. And then you have the pity party of the victim that says, I knew this would happen. Yeah, you knew it would happen, but you still try to push through. But what if God is showing you that in order for you to heal, this is the door you must not only push open, but kick open. Kick open the space inside your heart that is sick so you can come into that place of healing. You no longer have to be a victim to the circumstances or the residue of it when you kick open the door. But how many times have you told yourself, I can't do that? That hurts too much. How many times have you told yourself if, you know, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe if I just crack open the door just a little bit, it'll feel different this time. There are some doors you never need to open again. There are some doors, mm, yeah, you need to peep through that crack to see what am I hiding there? And then there are some doors at a certain season in your life you have to literally kick it open in the spirit. We can only be victim to what we allow. And if we are not certain of why we allow it, that's what you need to learn about. That's what you need to get an understanding about. Victimhood is a neighborhood that I chose to leave. Was it easy? I'm not going to tell you that. It wasn't easy at all. But when you begin to peel back different layers of who you are, there are things that are there that need your attention. There are things there that are going to feel as if you were still in the moment when it happened because now you're ready to face it. How many doors in your life have you shut tight as a way of protecting yourself? And how many doors in your life do you need to finally say, I no longer have access, nor do I want it? Now, come on. You can talk to me. This is your sister here. No judgment. But I do want to encourage you, wherever you find yourself today, I want you to hear me and your eyes be enlightened. I want you to know that for such a time as this, you are hearing my voice. But above all, you are hearing God's voice. In order for you to go into the next layer, excuse me, the next layer of who you are, 
there are some things behind some doors that need your attention. No matter how many degrees you have, and those are awesome, no matter how many relationships you have, no matter how many times you deny your truth, it doesn't stop the fact and it doesn't stop the truth that you are in control of your next step. No matter what you have endured and overcome, the next level will require that you go deeper. Now, I I, I see you. You're saying, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know how painful that was. You don't understand what it took for me to get out of that. And you know something? You're probably right. Because my story is not your story and your story is not my story. But many times there is a connection between all of us. And that connection is pain, regardless of how it got there. The connection is pain and the connection to the other side is opening the door. You cannot expect for your heart to heal if you refuse to do a little surgery. Now, when you go into surgery, they have to examine you and make sure your heart's strong and make sure that that you have the capacity to, to be able to withstand all the trauma of the surgery. The anesthesiologist needs to know your weight. He needs to know your medical history. You know, the nurse is going to come in and ask you about your mom and them and your daddy and them <laughs> and, and figure out what they had to see if there's any genetic reasons as to why you may need to wait on this. They're going to do a lot of tests to prepare you for the trauma of surgery. And if there's anything that comes back that says abnormal, then there may have to be a delay. And yet the surgeon can look at these results and say, I know this looks like this, but because of what she's going to have done, this will be okay. So I'm going to approve her for surgery. But then there are some people who need surgery that regardless of these tests, they still need to go and see a cardiologist, which is a heart specialist. Because the heart specialist is going to be able to tell them, when you go through this trauma, this traumatic experience, I need to see how your heart's going to function. I need to see if your heartbeat is going to slow down or if it's going to speed up. I need to make sure that there's nothing restricting the flow of the blood going from up and down through the different cycles and the valves of your heart. Only then can you be approved for the surgery you're about to go into. When the cardiologist says she's all clear. The anesthesiologist knows how much medication to give you to allow you to sleep through the process. He monitors you throughout the process to make sure that you're still breathing correctly, to see if you need more anesthesia, to see if it needs to be backed off while the surgeon is doing his work. Wow. Thank you, God, for that revelation. You see, God is the surgeon. Jesus, to me, is the anesthesiologist. The Holy Spirit is the one that's taking all of your history. They're on the same team to bring you into an expected end. So what I want you to hear in that is this. Yes, going back through those processes and pushing open those doors and kicking them down and saying, I'm tired of this and going through the process. It won't be easy and it won't feel good. But because of the surgeon and the anesthesiologist, and the one who is taking all of your history, you're in good hands. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Trinity has you covered. You're safe. God would not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. 
and yet he's made a way of escape for you. God the Father is always with you, and he'll never leave you. And he knew the plans for you before you even came to this moment. The Holy Spirit will remind you that regardless of what your family had, regardless of the generational curses in your family, I approve you for this surgery. You can't lose. You win. How about that? Go tell that. (laughs) Go tell that. You win. So you no longer have access. What does that say to you? What does that feel like? What does that make you feel inside? That means that you got to give up something and you have to accept something. Are you willing? Your surgery team has already told you you're in good hands, but the final decision is yours. Now, I understand that it's not always easy to trust when you've been abandoned, when you've not been able to trust those that are close to you, that when you've had a father who didn't know how to love you, or you've had a mother whose words were so toxic that it was like venom upon your soul. But what I also understand is that you have to come into a place where you see God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, contrary to those people who set those examples for you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit has approved you for this surgery you're about to go into. And they say, we got you, girl. You're good. But you have to trust us. One step at a time. One step, one moment at a time. And you know what else? When you come on the other side of it, you're going to look back and you're going to pull up another sister and you're going to be able to tell her, I may not understand your pain. I may not understand the reasons of your choices, but I can tell you if you will allow yourself to go through this surgery, what's on the other side is going to blow your mind. But you got to trust one moment, one step at a time. So let me tell you how I know about this surgery. I'm sure you've heard a lot of people say different things and you're like, but girl, that don't have nothing to do with me. She don't understand. You think she don't understand. To some degree, maybe not. But for the most part, she don't have to understand your pain to honor it and still share with you. The surgery may be painful, but recovery is monumental for most of my life. My heart was closed off because of my experiences in life. I didn't know what love was. I identified it by pain, rejection, disloyalty. I didn't know what it felt like to be able to depend on someone and they come through. I didn't know what it felt like to be accepted, to be seen, to be heard. I didn't know what it felt like to feel validated for just being me. I didn't know what it felt like to have lifetime friends. I didn't know what it felt like to be confident in me. When I came to that place in my 40s where rage and anger and depression and sadness and victim mentality and all the things around me no longer satisfied me and the food that I shoved in my mouth no longer filled up those empty places. I decided enough was enough. I didn't want to hurt anymore. The things that I used to satisfy me or what I thought satisfied me, they no longer fit. So that meant I had to kick open some doors in my own life. And one of the doors I had to walk out of was my marriage. And I remember saying, God, 
I don't know for sure if you're telling me it's time to go, but I got to go. I can't take this anymore. And what I want you to understand is that the things that you walk away from is not necessarily about the other person. It's about you getting to that place where you say, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And you have to walk through it regardless if anybody else understands. And give yourself permission to no longer have access to those doors until you are ready to kick them open and deal with what's behind them. So today we have been talking about you no longer have access. There are doors in your life that you're trying to push instead of pulling. There are doors inside of your heart that you have locked away as a defense mechanism. And in order for you to get to the next level of your life, you have to kick them open and be ready to go through the surgery that it will take and require of you to get to the recovery phase and transform your life. No longer do you have to look in the mirror and only see your hair and your degrees and the things that you have given responsibility to show you that you're valuable. Now you can look yourself in the eyes and say, girl, I don't want to hurt no more. And know that it's okay that for such a time as this, that you were allowed to hear my voice today. But more than that, that you hear God's voice letting you know, I got you. That the ones that you need to bring you through it are with you. And as you begin this process, it is not about anybody else understanding or giving you permission. This time, the reason for your choice is that you want to be made whole. Because your business, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your parents, your relationships with those around you, your relationship with the ones that you are divinely connected to, to serve as a a leader, a mentor, a coach, the ones who will read your books, the ones who will listen to your podcast, they are waiting for you to give yourself permission to go through this surgery. Because unless I went through the surgery and I still go through for every different layer of my life that God is unveiling, you wouldn't be hearing me here. Your voice is needed if nobody else hears it but you. And that's up to you. What were your thoughts about today's episode? I want to hear from you. Did you hear some aha moments? Were your eyes open to some things? Did you even realize that you have progressed and evolved in some areas that you didn't even realize? Whatever you receive from today, I want you to assess where you've been, where you are, and decide where do you want to go from here. And come back next week and join me for a new episode and invite your girlfriends, invite your family, and let them share in the messages that will be on this podcast. Join me at my show notes page at herreconnectedpodcast.com. Leave your comments, leave me a voicemail, or send me an email because I want to hear from you. As the progress of the podcast moves forward, I want to be able to add different segments to hear your voice, to ask your questions on air and answer them and let you know that I'm listening to you and that I'm here in this journey with you. And remember, until next time, the her you need to reconnect with is your mirror image reflection. You are the one that needs to give yourself permission to heal, build and transform your life. Alrighty, I'll see you next week.